Uh, I'm gonna call on brother-in-law, brother Jay, back there. Will you lead us in the word prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come to your house, Lord. We just thank you for the sweet spirit which helps so far, Lord. Lord, I just pray for the brothers for the service, Lord. Lord, you just have your way, Lord. I just pray just uh, put a cake around us, Lord. Just pour your blessings down the homes, Lord. I pray for whoever's got the tea tonight, Lord. Just make it real in their life, Lord. Lord, I pray. Uh, help Brother Steve, help Brother Justin, Lord, that it follows a lot, Lord, just make it easy for them, Lord, just give us receptive ears to flat our heart and our lives, Lord. But most of all, Lord, if there's somebody that don't know any free part of singing, Lord, I just pray, make it real in their lives, Lord, and just make it as easy as you can for them, Lord. If there's one, Lord, that's uh, just backslid, Lord, just fell away from you, Lord, and you just don't have no joy or peace. Lord, I just pray that they have it tonight, Lord. Let's yeah. keep it going better than when they come in, Lord. Again, Lord, just help us. Stay with us, Lord. Let's just come and worship you one more time, Lord. And Jesus, we're calling them to do humble and pray. Amen. Amen. Look at page 3-9. Look at page 3-9. There's power in the blood.
Tonight it's so good to have everyone here tonight. It's their first night of revival. I've been praying for this. I've been praying for Brother Dustin and Brother Steve. I've been looking forward to this. I know I need revival. And I know I'm really looking forward to it. But I'm going to turn over to Brother Steve this time. Boy, I'm glad to be here tonight. I really am. And I'm so glad you're here tonight. I thought about it as we left the house and it was thundering, lightning, and raining. The old devil said, uh, there'll be nobody here tonight. But uh, once again, the devil's been proved alive. And I appreciate it. I'm glad of that tonight. And I appreciate each one of you. I know there's some that's moved their service over here tonight. We've got visitors. And we want you to just make yourself at home tonight. Just do whatever God I would have you to do. The Lord met with us today and gave us a sweet spiritual service today. And we're looking forward uh, tonight to, to do the same. I mean, this is a new service, but to meet with us and give us that that we yeah. stand in need of uh, tonight. And we appreciate each and every one of you being here. We appreciate Brother Dustin, his family. We thank them. And uh, we, we've been looking so forward uh, to, to revival starting. And it seemed like it. Uh, wasn't ever going to get here and I always know that when the associational revival starts that ours is right behind and I'm, and I'm glad of that and I'm glad why I feel that in my heart but, uh, David said in one of the passages of scripture in Psalms he said I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord and there's some joy in coming over to God's house today there really Amen. is there's been times in my life uh, that I hadn't been on the mountaintop or hadn't been as excited about going to church as I ought to. But I'm glad that when I'm right with God and I'm walking hand in hand with Him and have fellowship with Him, it's a joy and it's a privilege to come over to God's house today. And I, Amen. Uh, I never come. I learned a long time ago not to try to plan anything out but uh, just to let the Lord lead in everything that's done and said. And the, and the more that I've learned to do that and put my confidence and my faith in Him, uh, I've learned that he has never failed. He'll always come on the scene and he'll do that uh, that he said he would do. And he said where two or three are gathered, uh, he'd be in our midst. Well, there's more than that here tonight. And, and, and I feel like he's in our midst tonight. I want you to pray and do that God would have you to do. As far as the testimony service goes, if the Lord's uh, urging you to testify by all means, I'll be obedient to his spirit. We have service here the other day, a couple of weeks ago, uh, where folks just got up, started testifying and requesting songs, and and uh, 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 brother, look, Bobby turned to me over and he said, "You may not have to preach this morning." He was right; I didn't have to, but the Lord, the church just took over, and we had one saved. So I want to encourage you tonight just to do that that God would have you to do uh, tonight. Be obedient to His Spirit, and I want you to pray uh, for Brother Dustin if it falls his lot to stand and break the bread of life. We pray that God would just hide him behind the cross and he'd have all the liberty uh, to preach uh, God's word with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So at this time, we're going to turn it back over to Brother Wayne. If y'all seen specials, anybody that's got a special thing, you feel free to come and render that. And if there's a song that you want us to sing, by all means, it'd be in order for us to do that. We're going to follow the Lord's lead. We're going to follow His lead. Look at page 379. I love to sing songs by Christopher Love Jesus. We're going to sing There is a Fountain. 
verse. Listen to something pretty right here. Here we go. Just like this. Here we go.
Does anybody have a word of testimony you like to share? Mine Lord is exactly mine Lord. What a song. You have a song you like for us to sing. 174. 174. Another bass song. 174. Let's do this song here that I think we have a special.
But this is why I'm singing this song. I've been singing it over 50 years. I've got two more. If, if I outlive them to sing at the funeral, I, I didn't sing. Eleven. At eleven funerals, I sang the song. I got two more to go. Let's see the them. Folks, I just want you to listen to what it's saying. <clears throat> I have heard of a land on the far away strand. Tis a beautiful home of the soul. Built by Jesus on high, there we never shall die. Tis a land where we'll never grow old, never grow old, never grow old. In that land where we'll never grow old.
Anybody else? <coughs> I thought about that song you just sang, and I can't help but any time that I hear the song or we sing it out of the head while we're at church, that was the song that was playing when my dad left his walks of life. And last uh, six months or so of his life, all about he could do was just put in those Gaither uh, uh, videotapes and he played them over and over and over again. And uh, when it got down there to that time for him to go, that song was playing. And uh, I remember the hospice nurse telling us that uh, it's getting real close. It won't be long. And that song started and before it ended, uh, Daddy left this world of life. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, we're headed for a place. We know the Lord are headed for a place where we'll never grow old. Amen. I never thought a lot about growing old until uh, I started getting older. And then I started thinking about it. And I said, boy, there's some, there's some things that comes along with getting old that I didn't know would come along with. I'm going to tell you, we'll have a new body. Amen. We'll have a new body and we'll never uh, have any sickness or pain, no tears, no dread, no dreaded phone calls, no bad news. Amen. Can't hardly fathom that, preacher. But the Bible teaches us that that's the way it'll be. And I've got faith and I trust. God's got that in store for us. Anybody else? Anything you need to do or say? I'm going to say I love the Lord. Amen. And y'all just continue to pray for me and my family. Amen. Bless. Anybody else? I just want to give God the glory. Um, <laughs> Kenneth and I were talking the other day, you know, before we uh, moved. I'm from here originally. I hate to see you, but I'm going to step on my own. Sorry. Uh -huh. um, we moved from North Carolina down here. But the blessing is, you know, we had been at a church uh, that was just on fire for Jesus. Our Sunday school class was, and I missed that so terribly because we had the ladies, we were so close, and we prayed for one another. And a long period of time when I didn't even know the lady leaving the thing had a brain tail. Never knew. She did up worship, praise Jesus every day. You know, she's a her pastor. Her husband was a pastor, and he come to our church in retirement. And uh, but the Lord had us go to another church right before we came here to visit. And the name of that church is called Liberty. In North Carolina. In Liberty, North Carolina. And so we came down here and we prayed and one of the different churches and it does some children's church work at some other churches. And uh, I was crying one day and I said, Lord, I just want to know. Bless you. see, I was from Pentecostal background. <laughs> and I've prayed in tongues since 1973. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I was baptized the Holy Ghost in 73 when I got saved. I was radically saved. I don't share my testimony a lot because it's a hard one. And, uh, but I'm telling you, Jesus got a hold of me. He got a hold of me.
And then I walked out, I went that science and liberty and got home and I thought I said, Kina, can you believe that you know I'm putting the church there, it's called liberty, and now we're now bailing in. Gosh, this church is called liberty. You know, this this name I think is really profound because right now in our country, you know, our liberties are in jeopardy. And as Christians, you know, we're called to be soft and light. And we have to stand and says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against him. We're that standard. We're to raise that standard up. And say, oh, you're not going to do that. We're going to stand for righteousness. Um, and I did want to sing something. It's going to be out there now. I just felt the Lord in my words. I don't know. I The church is God's gift. That's all ours. We have got to be the sauce of the light. We let a lot of things slip by us. And the Lord wants us to be that light. And He wants us to set the captives free and break the hearts. The whole point that Jesus said, you know, you're to go and to do these things. Pray for the sick. Right? He told us to raise the dead. He told us to do these things. And we have to be empowered by all these spirits. Oh, 
Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riding and in drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and in envying. But look back at the 12th verse where Paul says the night is far spent. The day is at hand. That's the promise of the coming of the Lord. He's saying that we are living right now in the night time. We are living in a time of darkness. But the day is at hand. In other words, he's saying morning is coming. And I want to preach on the thought about when the morning comes. When the morning comes. You and I today are living in a land of darkness. Living in shadows and fears and troubles and the problems of night. <clears throat> but Paul says that the night is just about over. That it's yeah. almost ended. And the day is at hand. Morning is about to break. Now the symbolism of night is really what I want to get into. Throughout the whole scripture, darkness and night are used many, many times with great symbolism and great meaning. But they ain't none of them good. You see, the darkness is always something that's bad, and the light is always something that's good. But when the morning comes, I want to talk to us about tonight. When the morning comes, when the morning comes, the works of darkness are over. We understand that in the Bible, darkness is a symbol for night. It's a symbol for wickedness, right? That, that's what this, I read this to you. Don't walk in the things of the night. He's telling this church here. Don't walk in chamberings and drunkenness and wantonness and all the lust of the flesh. Don't walk in the things that happen in the dark and happen in the night. But walk in the things of the light. The things of good. The things that, that we're called to do. So darkness is a symbol of evil. Gee, uh, uh, Jesus told them in the third chapter of John, did He not? That this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world and men love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. We live in a sin-cursed world. The state sure. of the lost man yeah. is darkness. The state of the world is darkness. Man. The Scripture says that you and I were once in darkness, but we've been translated to the kingdom of light. That in an evil, sin-cursed world today, the things of the darkness are around us everywhere. We live in a world of sin. Sin is absolutely everywhere. Amen. Every form, fashion you can possibly think of, you can find and you can see. We live in a place of violence and danger. Crime everywhere, right? Darkness. The works of darkness are surrounding us. We live in that place. We live in a land of danger. See, not only does darkness have this concept of evil, but it also brings evil upon you. Yeah. Brings bad stuff on us, Brother Michael. There's things that happen in the darkness that I don't want no part of. I'm not going down a dark alley because I don't know what's in that thing. We live in a place of sin and sorrow and danger. And if we're not careful, the darkness, the darkness will press us and worry us and stress our lives that we will let it beat us down. Right. Amen. Amen. We get so worried about the darkness, Amen. we forget that the morning's come. Oh. We're so worried about the things going on here and how bad this world is that we forget the night is far spent, that the day is almost here. Morning's coming. That's going to banish the darkness forever. That's what he said. That's the promise. We're living in the night. Living in the night. Darkness not only is this dangerous to us, it tempts us, doesn't it? Yes, I live in a body of flesh. Yeah. Not only am I scared of it physically, but I ought to be scared of it spiritually because the darkness is out there looking and tempting and trying to find my life. Yes. And you and I live in the darkness. You and I live in the people of that. And David, I thought about that 73rd Psalm. We all quote that first verse. 
He said, but as for me, my path was almost gone and my feet was well nigh slipped. Y'all know that one, don't you? But you ever read why? He said, for I was envious at the foolish. Envious at the prosperity of the wicked. How, how there's no bands in their death. How they seem to be fat and healthy. How they seem to be doing great. David looked at the darkness. He looked at the wickedness and said, hey, they're doing good. And I'm oppressed. They suffer not as other men. But you understand, when the morning comes, when the morning comes, the Lord is going to end the darkness. You understand there's coming a day when the Lord will step out from heaven. The morning will come and the wicked will be severed from the just. But the darkness will be parted forevermore. And we will not dwell in the land of night. We will not dwell in the land of evil. We're going to a place where sin will never enter in. Amen. Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonians, enduring great persecution by the darkness. And he said unto you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is going to handle the darkness. You understand that it ain't my job to worry about the sin and the darkness That's of this right. world. My job is to look up and tell about Jesus. Amen. My job is not to go out and fight flesh and blood. My job is not to argue over every small thing with every little heathen out in the world. My job is to live a godly life with my head lifted up waiting on the morning because the Lord will handle the darkness. One day, morning's going to come and the works of darkness will be over. Amen. The Scripture says that there will nothing that defileth or maketh a lie or worketh abomination enter in the gates of that city. But those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lord is going to separate us from those folks. Amen. You read over the 22nd chapter of Revelation and it says there'll be no night there. <laughs> the darkness ain't going in, Brother Kyle. You ever read about that street that goes through the city? The scripture says it was that it was it was transparent. It was clear as crystal. I don't even think there are going to be any shadows in that place. The Lord Jesus is the light thereof. Everything will just reflect it or let it shine through it. The darkness won't be there. In fact, the Scripture says the gates of that city are not shut at all by day, for there'll be no night there. The darkness ain't coming. We don't have a worry or a care when we get to that land. We'll be locks on the doors. We won't have to worry about what's coming tomorrow. No dark alleys in that place because the wickedness has vanished away. Thank God you understand the morning's coming. When the morning comes, the night of weeping is past. You know, in the Scripture, darkness means sorrow, don't you? Night times representing sorrow and sadness. The great psalmist wrote that weeping endureth for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We are living in the night. We're living in the night. We're living in a land of tears, a land of sorrow, a land of heartache. When the curse came upon Adam, a curse of sorrow is what it was. We think about death, and oh yes, it was death. And that's sorrowful. But when your loved ones die, when you go to the cemetery, the funeral home, it's a land of sorrow. It's a land of heartache, a land of toil and labor. The ground was cursed. It said, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth. Pain. Sorrow, separation, heartache, tragedy, unplanned things. No one's immune to that. No one is immune to the darkness. No one is immune to the weeping and the gloom and the sorrows and the shadows of night. 
But Paul said the night is far spent. Yeah. Oh, the day is at hand. Morning's coming. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy, joy comes in the morning. Thank God, one of these days, the morning will come. And we read the promises of God, don't we? And God shall wipe away the tears from their eyes. And the neither shall there be any more death, nor sorrow, nor mourning, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Listen to me. Morning's coming. One of these days, Brother Bill, the Lord Himself is going to descend from heaven. We're going to be raised with it. And the hand of God will wipe the tears from our eyes. Wipe the tears from your eyes. All the sorrows and heartaches and troubles of life, the gloom of the darkness will be wiped away. It won't be in our memories. It won't be in our minds. And the hand of God will draw our tears. And we'll get a heart that will never break. Eyes that will never cry. There's no, there will be no sorrow in that place. Amen. There will be no danger there. If I read the Scripture right, it says that on the banks, I believe it says on either side of the bank of the river of life, there's a tree of life that yields all manner of fruit. But it says in its leaves are for the healing of the nations. And I thought about that a whole lot lately. Not only we got the promise the hand of God will wipe our tears away, but we got the promise the Lord's going to fix it. You see, the darkness has damaged us down here. The night has broken our hearts. The night has done, I was thinking the other day, about the things, I tried to do this much, about the things I've seen that I will never forget. The tragedies, the hospitals, the funeral homes, of stuff I've seen that I just, I can shut my eyes and I still see. Oh, but the hand of God one day will wipe it away. The healing of the nations. The tree will heal that. Heal that. He'll take those images from my mind. He'll take that sorrow and He'll fix it. Yes. Peter says that after you suffered for a while, but the God of all grace, yes. who's called us to His eternal glory, after that you've suffered a while, shall make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Make you perfect means He's going to fix you. It means He'll heal you. He's going to heal what this life is broken. Look, when the morning comes, when the morning comes, weeping's past and joy begins. When the morning comes, death is defeated. Now stay with me here. We understand that the Lord has given us victory over death. We know that. The Scripture says in Hebrews that He came to deliver them who fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. That I don't have to have a paralyzing, crippling fear of it. That we've got a little bit of a lie. He shined the light in the valley of the shadow of death. That's the blessed hope. But that does not mean you and I will die. We understand that too. We understand that the last enemy Paul said to be destroyed was death. That death is going to claim this body. Death is going to claim your body. That the darkness of the tomb, the valley of the shadow of death, you and I will walk through. And darkness symbolizes that. That we will face the darkness of that. But the scripture says that the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Morning's going to come. Scripture says that in Him was life, and that life was the light of men. 
That light of life is going to reach down in the darkness of that tomb. And they which are dead in Christ will be raised from the darkness into light. Darkness, morning's coming. And it will reach to the very depths of the tomb. And when that has happened, Paul said, and then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. They'll raise from the grave. We'll be changed. Meet them together in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And the church of all the ages will gather the voices of wind. Voices of wind. And we'll sing a song of victory like the which has never been heard. Amen. Morning, hey, morning's coming. Amen. Morning's coming. Y'all understand that, don't It's coming. It's coming for us. And when the morning comes, I'm going to see things a lot clearer than I see now. Yes. Amen. There's stuff you can do at night with a flashlight, but you can't do it very good. I've tried picking tomatoes with a flashlight. It don't work. It's just, you're just useless. You might as well quit. That's about all I can do right now. I'll just be honest with you. I, keep, I don't have a lot of light. Isaiah wrote about that, didn't he? He said, Who is he that heareth the voice of the Lord and obeyeth the word of his servants and walketh in darkness and hath no light? Well, that's me. Now, you may be more holy than I am, but most of the time I'm walking in darkness. Most of the time I have very little understanding of what God is doing. I don't know why bad things happen. I don't know why good things happen most of the time. I have just a tiny concept, Brother Steve, of why and how and the ways of God. I'm in darkness. I'm living in the night. Every now and then I get a little bit of light. Every now and then. But most of the time, I'm not ashamed to tell you, I'm walking in darkness with very little understanding. There's an obscure little song, 18th song. Not one that we quote a whole lot or think about a whole lot. But in that song, David has been running from Saul for years. Don't know why, has no idea. And he makes a statement. He said, for the Lord shall light my candle and it will lighten my darkness. You can have it like you want to. But when the morning comes, I'm going to understand things a lot better than I do now. He's going to shine the light on some of the darkness of my life. The Scripture says that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Amen. All things aren't good. Some things are terrible. And I, most of the time, I don't see how that's possible. But one of these days, He'll light my candle. He'll light my darkness. And the morning will break, and I'll look back, Brother Kyle, and I'll see. And I believe I'll see it for my good. For my good. Yes. And it'll land with a better mind and a better understanding. I'll praise Him for what He's done. When the morning comes, I'm going to understand some things I've got questions about right now. Listen, morning's coming, church. It's coming. Lift your heads up. We've got, we have got this idea. Come on. And we have let this terrible sin curse work convince us that the best days are behind us. Have taken and put our eyes on stuff that does not matter, on stuff the Lord is going to take care of anyways. Beat us down, oppress us again in our minds. The morning's coming. Look up. That stuff don't concern us. Praise the Lord. He's going to take care of all that. Yes, He is. Come, look up. Rejoice. Our redemption draws nigh. And I'll say this and I'll close. When the morning comes, the children of darkness 
and the children of the light are going to be separated. The scripture says that he'll spar them as a man does a sheep. And there's scriptures that say they'll be cast into utter darkness. Darkness becomes permanent for them. It ain't permanent for me. Scripture says, and the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of our Father. But the wicked, outer darkness and ashes. It's coming. There's a great day coming one day after a while. The brightness of the morning. It'll break bright and fire. Let me tell you one more thing. When the morning comes, I'm going to know more about Him. You know, the moon at night just gives off a reflection of the sun, right? It's giving its own light. And the Lord made that to govern the night. And that's about all I see of Him is just a reflection through the Spirit, through the church, through His people. But one day, the sun will come up. Yes. Yes. Scripture says, and I'll see him as he is. Day's coming. Thank God. Morning's coming, church. Morning's coming. Let's worship and rejoice and serve the Lord this week. Would you stand together? Why don't you come with us if you're not? 157. 
that it can be covered up and not, not seen. How many times do you hear of a young lady walking through a parking deck, a nurse getting off late at night, walking to the parking deck. She gets in a place where there's not very much light. Something bad happens. It's a dark, dark world we live in today. Some people have fell in love with this world. They fell in love with the vineyard. But we that know the Lord realize this is not our home. Sometimes I feel like a stranger here. Amen. Because I'm looking, Brother Stanley, for a place that God has prepared. Not made with hands. Not made with hands. He preached to us tonight that we're in the night, but the day's coming. The night is far spent. Boy, I wake up in the mornings a lot of times and I'm surprised. One more time. Somebody might say, Preacher, you sure aren't very optimistic about it. I believe that we're leaving in the Saturday evening of time. I really do. I really do. We look at the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah today, and we can't down them too much if we look around and see what our cities are doing right here in America, in Alabama. Same thing. The same thing. We think that homosexuality is something new. It's been, it's been put out more than it ever has been in our lifetime. But folks, it ain't new. It was here a long, long time ago. What do you mean? It's been here. God has recognized that. He knows that. It's a dark world that we live in. When I got scared of dying and going to hell, I got scared of darkness. I this darkness is what this is all about. And I'll spend an eternity in darkness, in a place of torment, in a place where the fire is never quenched. Amen. The worm dieth not. I thought, I don't want no part of that. I don't want no part of that. He's got light for you today. The day is coming. Just as Brother Dustin preached, there will be a separation. Those that know the Lord will dwell in the light. Those that don't will be in cast in the outer darkness. Amen. So if you'll sing another verse, if you need to pray, amen. Maybe you just maybe you just need some needed some encouragement tonight. I hope this is encouraging.
sounds good to me. Amen. Can you tell the church that?
Thank you.